0: This is one of Deep State Radio's Briefs and Debriefs. Hello, this is David Rothkopf. Welcome to another of our Deep State Radio one-on-one conversations, where we try to take a little bit of a deeper look into the news with an expert. I'm delighted that we're joined today by uh, one of My favorite Middle East experts, Hisham Mellum, and welcome, Hisham. Thank you, sir. Uh, This week, uh, although here in the United States, a lot of people have been focused on Kavanaugh and all of that drama, there have been a couple of developments um, that... I think are quite interesting with regard to this administration and its Middle East policies. Both had to do with the International Court of Justice. This administration, as you know, doesn't like international courts or international law or international institutions or the idea of the international community very much. But in one case in the International Court of Justice, the Iranians won a judgment regarding sanctions on On humanitarian aid items. And uh, that was related to uh, an old and long forgotten treaty, a 1955 treaty of amity between the two countries. (laughs) Um, And so the next day, the U.S. effectively tore it up and said, oh, yeah, well, we don't recognize this treaty. Of course, we haven't been friends with Iran since 1979. So, um, you know, it was kind of a a gesture, and then at the same time that was done by Mike Pompeo a little bit later that day, uh, National Security Advisor John Bolton said, "You know, while we're at it, we're going to withdraw from uh, this amendment to the Vienna Convention um, because the Palestinians are coming after us under that in the International Court of Justice, and you know we 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 can't be bothered with that, and so it's it's too political. And what struck me was." Right now, the U.S. isn't doing much in the Middle East, but it is turning up the heat fairly consistently on both Iran and Palestine. And so I thought I'd talk to you about each. Let's start with Iran. Um, what do you think of the move? Was it an empty gesture, or, or is it a foreshadowing of things to come?
1: No, this is part of... Uh... The policy of ratcheting up uh, pressure on the Iranian regime by the Trump administration. As you well know, the president uh, withdrew from the uh, nuclear deal with Iran. The president uh, imposed the first uh, 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 basket of sanctions against Iran. And the next one, and the, and the biggest one, will come on November 4th, which would touch on the banking sector in Iran and the energy sector where Iran is really vulnerable. And because of this, we have seen major international companies fleeing uh, Iran. And although the European Union and the Russians and the Chinese are trying to create uh, an international mechanism to circumvent the American uh, uh, sanctions, Uh, Most experts believe that Iran will will really feel the pinch in the next few weeks and months. Again, this is part of the policy of pressuring Iran, uh, encouraging domestic uh, unrest. Uh, This administration officially says, look, our policy is not regime change in Iran. Our policy is radical change in the behavior of the regime in Iran. And if you remember a few months ago, Secretary Pompeo gave a major speech on Iran in which he listed 12 American demands that Iran should accept in order to, quote unquote, normalize relations with Tehran. Now, if Iran accepts half of those conditions, Iran would cease to exist as the country that you and I have known for 40 years. We're old enough to remember. So this is how we should speak
0: for yourself. (laughs) <laughs> I was very young, I don't, re- I, n- I
1: don't, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah, I remember. I remember you, yes, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you were an adolescent at the National Security Council. That's when true. When we met the first time. Yeah. So this is really uh, what, what you have here. If, if you looked at the President's speech at the United Nations General Assembly a few days ago last week, uh, if you remember last year, it, uh, the, the, the boogeyman was North Korea when President Trump, threatened to destroy, quote-unquote, Korea. This year, the boogeyman is Iran writ large. And uh, let's be blunt about this, there are powerful states in the Middle East that are encouraging the president to pursue this hard, li- hard line. And let's, let me even go further. There are people in official positions and some key American allies in the Middle East who would like nothing better than to see the United States drubbing Iran giving the Iranians their, in their opinion, their their comeuppance. And that's why this is a very dangerous uh, uh, game. You and I agree, and I want to speak for you too, that this regime in Iran is, you know, repressive, atavistic, uh, antagonistic towards the United States. They've done unspeakable things to the Syrian people. Uh, they have a, uh, playing an Aster role in Yemen and Iraq and Lebanon and all that. But uh, this is, as is big Nev Brzezinski to say, when he was alive, that Iran is a serious country. And yes, we made, you know, uh, an American uh, administration can take a tough position vis-a-vis Iran, but you have to always allow room for for, for diplomatic activities. And the United States cannot do this by itself, by alienating its its uh, uh, European allies in particular. So we are on a slippery slope here. And while I don't believe that the Trump administration would would like to... Go to war with Iran, but the tension between uh, America's allies in the region, whether the, the, the Israelis and the Iranian forces in Syria, uh, the Iraq, uh, the Saudis, and what's happening in Yemen, um, a local incident uh, could trigger a wider conflict, and then we would see local players trying to drag the United States into this. So. Uh, and, and, and we know very well that there are people like Mike Pompeo, and particularly the National Security Advisor John Bolton, um, uh, I don't want to even mention Ju- Rudy Giuliani, and, and Giuliani and Bolton have been frequent speakers uh, with the Mujahedil Khalk Organization for tremendous amount of money every year lambasting Iran and calling for regime change in Iran. So um, uh, 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 I wonder if, 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 uh, if John Bolton fancies himself as Iago whispering in the ear of Hamlet dash, uh, um, uh, Donald Trump. And, and, and that's why we may have a, a very dicey situation in the next few weeks and months, uh, uh, vis-a-vis Iran.
0: Well, you know, it's interesting. Um, First of all, you know, I think Trump in some ways is the opposite of Hamlet. Obama was Hamlet. Not,
1: not, not Hamlet, I mean uh, what's his name?
0: Uh, uh, Othello. Othello. Uh, Othello. Yeah, and I think Othello, <laughs> I think Othello is the is the is a better analogy, of course, because Othello you know was very, you know, sort of impulsive and full of, you know, he was he Iago was able to wind him up. And Trump <laughs> and Trump is, you know, just ready for that. The other country, you know, I mean you yeah, and you make a good point. You know, Iran, as as Big used to say, is a serious country. Um we, you know, one of the pillars of the region, five thousand years of history. Absolutely. Um uh, and um and it's not going to go away or be bluffed away um by by any US administration. On the other hand Palestine is a kind of newer, more fragile construct, and if if any place is getting the heat from the Trump administration at the moment, it's the Palestinians. As we cut off aid to them, as we pull out of uh, UN aid agencies, as we challenge them on the international stage, as we try to squeeze them, and frankly, as the United States does something, which I don't, you know, I don't think it's gotten quite as. As much attention as it should, which has essentially said, we're not playing honest broker anymore. We are not seeking, you know, balanced outcomes. We're on the side of Israel. We are against the Palestinians. And this is new, right? I mean, the U.S. has that has not been our position before.
1: Sure. Since the beginning of what we know as quote unquote the peace process. Uh, in which both uh, Republican and Democratic administrations tried to mediate between the Palestinians and us. Everybody knew that in the end there are special relationship between Israel and the United States for a variety of reasons. We can talk about them for hours. Um, so there was always that you know um, uh, 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 pro-Israeli uh, uh, proclivities on every American administration, but we've never seen an American administration that has been hostile. And That's the word, hostile to the Palestinians as this administration. Uh, Jimmy Carter is different than Bill Clinton. Bill Clinton is different than Obama. But all of them tried, I think, honestly and seriously at times, and, and uh, worked hard to, to mediate uh, for a resolution that, that would be acceptable at least by a majority of, of the peoples on both sides, if not everybody. This is an administration that is out to punish uh, uh, the Palestinians because the Palestinians dare to say uh, you should not move the embassy to Israel uh, to 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 uh, to Jerusalem. Uh, we want a kind contiguous Palestinian uh, state on the West Bank, I mean, the fundamental things that most American mediators and most serious Israelis and most serious Palestinians uh, uh, hope to achieve. I mean, we all know what are the contours of an eventual peace treaty between the Palestinians and the uh, the Israelis. This is a radical American administration that is out to really uh, cow the Palestinians, Pushed them to cry uncle to accept their diktat, not only conditions or views or suggestions, but just American dictat. And um, uh, uh, the, the uh, Trump and and Kushner and, and 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 company were indignant because the Palestinians there to say no, and to object to the, on on the, on the issue of Jerusalem and uh, other, other pro-Israeli positions taken by, uh, by this administration. I mean, let's be blunt about it. Here you have the American ambassador in Israel, the chief uh, 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 member in the uh, so-called peace team. These people are on the record as supporting Israeli settlements in the Palestinian-occupied territories. They even finance these things. We've never seen anything like this before, and there is that vindictiveness against the Palestinians that is expressed every time this president opened his mouth about the Arab-Israeli conflict, and he keeps talking about the deal of the century. This is not a deal. These are two people who have deep roots in this region, and uh, there, is a, there is a conflict over the patrimony of what we know as historic Palestine, and these people... Have have legitimate claims, and 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 any serious mediator should take that into consideration and not belittle the 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 the, the position of both sides. And these uh, look, I mean, we 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 as the United States, we used to be generous in 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 providing aid. To, to to the uh, refugee relief, the UNRWA organization, which uh, helps Palestinian refugees in Lebanon and Jordan, and these are American allies in the region, uh, to provide medical services, educational services to kids, to children. Uh, and now we are going to have empty schools because there is no money. Now, um, uh, if you talk to the administration, they tell you nobody's entitled to this kind of aid. Okay, fine. Uh, but this used to be one of our. A claims as, as as serious mediator who care about the uh, uh, rights and, uh, of, of, of uh, Palestinians and Israelis and everybody in the region. We are abdicating our responsibility, our moral, political responsibility as the United States in the region. We are withdrawing from the region. We are seeing the region now Uh, under uh, the sway of the Russians, as we see in Syria and other places. We see a Turkish-Iranian conflict, uh, I mean, competition to determine the future of Iraq or the future of Syria. Uh, These are serious developments that are taking place in our absence. And uh, uh, the president of the United States wanted just to withdraw all the American forces in in, in Syria, which are basically 2200, you know, uh, soldiers uh, and, and leave the whole area to the Russians. I mean, uh, just because we don't uh, we don't care about these issues, and and the president even insults his allies. Look what he's been saying about the Saudis recently. Uh, and he claims erroneously, of course, that we, the American taxpayers, are subsidizing the Saudi military, which is not true. This, the, the Saudis and the Emiratis and all the Gulfis spend billions upon billions of dollars um, to buy American weapons. And, in fact, they are contributing to uh, R&D for, uh, for certain industries, uh, as the Emiratis did. you know that? And so um, uh, he insults the Saudis, and he asks them for protection money. We subsidize the Israeli military. We subsidize you and I as taxpayers, the Egyptian military. Uh, and, and I'm not defending the Saudis. Uh, maybe they deserve to be, to be humiliated like that because they love the president. And, but look at how he, he treats them. He look at Saudi Arabia and he sees a bank vault. He doesn't see a country. He sees a bank vault. And I need my share.
0: Well, I I think that's a a fair analysis and a very thoughtful analysis of what's going on. I bet, as expert as you are in the goings-on in this region, you never thought a president could do worse at it than Obama, did
1: you? Yes, you you know me. I criticized Obama for his handling or mishandling of Syria. I wanted Obama to be more assertive. Uh, I supported him when he deserved support uh... Um, uh... but i really never thought in my life and i lived in this country and this is my home and this is my last refuge since nineteen seventy two and i've never i never thought in my wildest or worst nightmares that we would have an american president who would do what he is doing to this country but also uh, do what he has been doing to the united states and the world i mean what have become of us this is the last refuge. I mean, if the United States is 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 um, uh, loses the trust of of, of of many countries and many peoples in the world, if we really become more isolationist, um, we will allow the likes of Vladimir Putin and the and the, the Chinese and all of these uh, major powers uh, to run amok in the world. Really, even even today. Uh, if you have a disaster in Africa or anywhere in the world, people instinctively look up to the Americans. They expect the Americans to do something about these things, and this is this is what it means to be, you know, a moral and political leader in the world. I mean, and we're losing this. We're losing in the Middle East now. People look up to Putin. Can you believe it? I mean, some Europeans look up to Putin. And, uh, and, and, and Russia is intervening in elections left and right, um, and, and they're getting away with it. And the Europeans, with, with all our respect for the Europeans, I mean, for, who for the last 500 years created the best culture that the world ever seen, Europe today is an old, old continent that can barely defend itself and look at europe i mean can you can you have a really serious leader in europe that's why the united states leadership is 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 needed more than ever i mean these are crucial times that the world is going through and 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 there's no but there's no one at, uh, on the deck
0: yeah It's absolutely true. Well, look, I hope you'll come back to discuss this with us on a regular basis because I love talking to you about it, and I know that our listeners love it, and uh, it adds a huge amount of value. So we thank you very much for joining us for this one-on-one, and uh, hope you'll be back again soon.
1: Thank you, David. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Deep State Radio is a production of the Deep State Radio Network